Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and with me, as always, is JD. How you pull up after this weekend, mate? Well, mate, well, after a late night last night watching the Singapore Grand Prix, it was a pretty good weekend. It was a long weekend of motorsport. It really was. You've had the Sandown 500, which started at, what about, 12 o'clock? Yeah, there was uh, definitely a few hours spent in front of the TV. Yeah, it was good. I didn't do anything. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your biggest highlight from the weekend, mate? You know, the, the whole Tanda thing. That was amazing. That, was the, that, I think, was the highlight. Yeah, I agree. Um, from the V8s, definitely. That was probably the biggest thing to come out of um, the main game, especially. HRT back not only having a good race car, but having a car that was competitive and qualifying. So not on the back foot going into a race was uh, impressive to see from that new chassis they built. It was, re- it was good. It's a long time between drinks for Garth. 72 or something races between yeah. um wins. He's probably forgotten what champagne tastes like. Yeah, yeah. He, he should have done a shoey. Yeah, <laughs> After that long off the podium. <laughs> oh, you would, wouldn't you? We'll jump into the news. Yeah, a um, few things happening around uh, the traps. Uh, Renault brought uh engine upgrade. It was a bit of a weird one, actually. They made all these announcements before Singapore that uh, Verstappen was going to be the one... Uh, receiving all of the upgrades, the other, so everyone was going to receive. Um, Total had brought out a new fuel to give them more power and efficiency. Yep. Um, and then there was a new, um, I think what was it, computer and also internal combustion engine. It was really weird. They basically said that Verstappen was on a different amount of engines to everyone else, so. This will be, I think, Ricardo's last engine. Yep. Um, where Verstappen still got another one after this, and basically, they, they said, "Oh, you know, Verstappen doesn't need. Uh, sorry, he can use the engine, and he still doesn't have to limp to the end of the year, where the, everyone else probably needs to wait one more meeting." And, and then all of a sudden, yeah, everyone gets there the parts. And they said there wasn't enough for both the Renault drivers and Ricardo to have them. And then all of a sudden, everyone's got the engines. So yeah, that's weird. That shocked a lot of people. I actually saw that in Ted's notebook, and he, he, they, he everyone was, was confused. He was like, yeah. "I thought Max was only getting it, but then everyone's got it." So yeah, I don't know if they'll foxing with maybe Ricardo wouldn't have been competitive with the um, Ferraris and the Mercs, but I don't know. He was very competitive. Very. Was good. He pulled out some good laps. He did. Him and Rosberg were definitely my highlights from qualifying in um, the Formula 1. Yeah, they they did some great great qualifying there. We have touched on that HRT1 Sandown yes. 500. Yep. With Garth Tander taking out the win. Good job, Garth. Garth and Warren Luff, they didn't put a foot wrong this weekend. Yeah, it was an amazing weekend, really. Um, Luff did a great job, and uh, same with Garth. I don't... I didn't see them put a foot wrong and they yeah, come away with a win. What are your thoughts on the um the front guard just giving away? Yeah, I think that would be a bit of a controversial one to be honest. Um there would have been a lot of teams on the blower, especially I reckon Red Bull, but um up to uh I think it was good that they let him race. I I, I, I do too, but we both actually messaged each other going, Well, Garth just lost this and in only a way that Garth can. Yeah, not it's uh, anything to do with his fault. 
it was unbelievable, really. I didn't see it coming, and all of a sudden, bam, this guard's come off. I don't think he had any contact prior to it either. It just must have dislodged just, something internally, and then it, it broke away. I think it could have swung either way. Mm. Different day, different driver, Stewart, I think, would have pulled him through the pits, regardless of what the team said, how secure it was. I think it, it would have gone differently, but I, I, I was glad they left him out there. It did. It would it, have ruined the race. It would have. It would have... Um, it would have tarnished the race a little bit, and uh, he deserved it. Like they just drove perfectly; they did nothing wrong, and uh, they did a great race. Something HRT didn't do this weekend. Retro. Yeah, we were discussing this as well. It's a bit odd, wasn't it? Yeah, like you said something about they spent a million dollars on liveries and kits for the crew personnel and drivers and stuff. Yep, through the whole field. Not every car ended up doing it. It's there was only what eight to ten cars that did it, I think, out of the whole field. So what do you got? You got Lee Holsworth that did. They didn't do too much. They just put their number in a circle on the side of the car. Scotty Pine, the number seventeen car with the shell. Uh, Fabian with the blue car. Mm, yep. That debuted earlier this year. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, they went retro with the colours and the number and stuff, and it's a nice touch. But that livery was not retro. Well, I. I do like that they um, they went very Penske on one car, 100% Penske on one car, and then 100% DJ on the other. It was nice that they did that. I'm not a big fan of split liveries in um, teams, mm-hmm. but that was it was a nice gesture. Oh, it was, because they are a split team. Still uh, DJR, Team Penske. But I think they both, well, after half the teams didn't even do it at all, maybe I shouldn't be so critical on them, but... Um, I felt. Like. I felt like they they missed the mark on the retro side of it. it they both their cars come out looking, you know, they could have been current model cars, like yeah. current Actually, liveries. It's something that does show that the Shell Helix livery, that's a two thousand and two model, holds up well better than that super cheap of the same era. Yeah, definitely. I like actually that, didn't think about that. That that Shell Helix one, you could put it on a car and race it every day this year and no one will blink an eyelid. No. No. I agree with you 100% there. That was um yeah, indeed. It was looked looked the part. It looked like it was a current model livery. You had the DJR cars, then you've had um the BOC and the Freightliner Commodore. Yep, they were quite I like them. They were very yeah. The number eight BOC car, it was smack bang on Bradley's um, Oz car. Like yeah, that no. one there was identical. It, it, it was a good looking car. And um, there were a few others that looked quite good as well. Um, I was a big fan of uh, Dale Wood's car. Dale's Wood's car. Yeah. It looks really good. It was a good looking, it was the best looking Nissan out there. There was a lot of red retro and we kind of knew something like, the thing with retro cars, liveries anyways, they're flat colours. They're back in the day where you you bought a red car and then you slapped other colour stickers on top. Nowadays, we print the sticker. Vinyl wrap. Yeah, it's a vinyl livery that you just print off almost in one piece and then just cut the doors out and just... Yeah, it's it's very true. It's um, it's a very different way of painting and uh, stickering up the cars these days. Before, they were vinyl cut stickers for individual names or whatever, and now it's very intricate colour schemes and lines and... Pictures almost on the yeah. side of the goddamn car. You can get any graphic you want now. Yeah. So, um, uh, what was another highlight out of the... What was your favourite one? Well, we had the Volvos, which I think look very true to yep. the thing. 
Um, They're probably my second favorite. Yeah, as well. And I th- the Volvos actually looked really good at the end of the race. Well, one of them did anyway. Yeah, the, the one of them didn't look so good at the end of the race. <laughs> but they looked the the cars with the old livery on it looked really good, dirty. Yeah, they did. They aged. Just, they <laughs> aged well. They were like a set of uh, what do they call it? The jeans with the holes in them and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> They're worn. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that maybe if they really want to do this retro livery next year, get everyone in on it. But I do understand where some sponsors might just be like, "Well, no, I'm. This is my logo. We're paying. You know, sponsors pay top dollar to get on the cars." Yep. They go, we don't want crazy colors. We want our thing. We've given you good amounts of money to go, this is what we want your car to look like for 12 months. I think, of races. I think if they go back, uh, and I agree with you 100%, I think this year would have been hard to market to some of them. Maybe even sell. I I think they were one of the ones that missed the market. Sh- they should have gone more retro because they have some great liveries from DJR back in the early 90s and 80s. 80s and stuff like that for um Dick's team and that they could have gone really retro and probably been the standout car of the field but they didn't they went played it safe played it to what shell still kind of looks like now it, like we said it could have been the current model shell car i think if they look at some of the marketing that probably say Caltex got out of this everyone's talking about the cars so you go to a normal round no one's really cares about the liveries too much no they're talking about the driver. This meeting, everyone was talking about the sponsorship deals on the side of the cars. So maybe this is something they can really use to push it next year to market it to the other other teams and also to uh, help sell the product to the, the, the people that, are, in the end of the day, are paying for the sport. Yep. I think that this should be uh, very helpful for next year. I don't know if you know or would know, but did they announce the retro round halfway through this year? Or was it at the start of the season, like Sandown 500 is going to be the retro round? It was early this year. I remember it from early. I don't remember exactly when, but... It's just maybe now that the teams, you know, for next year's contract that they sign, put a clause in. You have yeah. to do a retro round. The problem we might have with it, I don't know how many of these teams signed yearly contracts with V8 Supercars. See, they might have signed a contract three years ago yeah. for five years. I, I don't know how it really works. I, I'm, I'm only guessing. But um, I think it should be maybe they can't penalize them for not turning up, but maybe there's a bonus. Well, there's a lot of free like advertisement. Yeah, well, there as definitely As soon as every was. car gets released, they're on every motorsport webpage. Yeah, I and, that, and that's what I don't understand about some of these um, teams. Like, I understand why HRT didn't. They were yeah. just giving, you They're know, they were giving thing. Holden the finger, basically saying, you know what, screw. We've got the the longest lineage of any team, but we're not going to do it because this, stuff you. Why just, are we going to waste money when? Yeah, you're leaving us next year. This is total speculation. We've got nothing to stand on. <laughs> just in case this anyone listens to it and just like, wow, these guys actually know. We don't. <laughs> yeah, we don't. No, no, that's a hundred percent true. Michael is exactly right. That's my that's my my view on it. I don't see HRT looking to support Holden very much with this. Um it, I was a bit surprised Red Bull didn't really go anything other than uniforms. They didn't even do race suits. They did nothing really. I understand Red Bull well, the company is a new company, but I still think they could have retroed up the car. I was uh, disappointed in their 
retro announcement. I, s- I was trying to keep on top of all the car releases last week, and yeah. I was on all the manuf- like all the team websites. Yep, you were smashing it out on Facebook. You did a great job, mate. Yeah, had to learn how to Facebook. <laughs> but yeah, I saw something on the Red Bull site like late on the Wednesday night, and they're like, Red, Red Bull goes retro. And I'm like, clicked on the article, scrolled down, couldn't see any pictures of cars. I was like, I don't know what they're on about. And then all the crew and then their white jackets. And I was just like, that's why I didn't post that one. Because I was like, it's not a picture of a car. They didn't go retro. Yeah. Look, I loved what they did with the team. Yes. The team was amazing. But they missed the mark on the cars. There was no different. That car was just a normal car. Something else to come out of um, Sandown in the news, basically. They've they've changed the redressing rules. Um, so you know how we were back at Eastern Creek or Sydney Motorsport Park, as they call it these days? Yeah. Um, and then Shane had that incident with Moffat. Mm-hmm. I think it was Moffat, wasn't it? Pretty sure it was Moffat. Yeah, yeah. Moffat gave him a tap, spun Shane around. Shane lost a spot. Uh, Moff readdressed, pulled out back behind Shane. Shane moved on down the road. Uh, and uh, Moffat ended up getting a drive-through penalty and really ruined his uh, his whole day. Yeah, yeah. He went from I think they were was running fifth. Yeah, yeah. It was going to be his best result, sixteenth or something silly. Like it was basically uh, took a whole bunch of points off. I think it should have been more like a five-second penalty, if that. They've changed the rule now that basically, if you bump someone, there'll be three gradings. So if you fence them and rent and their race, that's category three you know, so on and so forth to a minor bump. You do the, the uh, sort of nudge and run. And uh, so you can redress for the nudge and run. You won't get a time penalty mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Do you agree with these new redressing rules or do you like the old penalty drive-through system? I don't hate it. I think it's good. I think Shane was sort of seeing how far he could go when he was just doing all his readdresses. He was just like, I'll get past you, bump. Oh, I'll readdress. Try it again. Oh, I'll readdress. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's good. I hate to see people ruin other people's races and then not get penalized, but then I don't want to penalize people for trying to overtake and then discourage overtaking. I think this rule of... If you do bump someone, then you can just readdress. It's good. Just like, you know, play on, keep going. Yeah, well, I agree with you there. Like, it keeps the, the thing race that going. was happening uh, after Eastern Creek, it sort of penalized you for having a go. Yeah. Um, I understand they're the top of the range racing drivers and they should, probably shouldn't be punting people, but they are pushing it to the limit. They are going to over push that limit every now and then. And to ruin their full day might make them think next time I'm not going to push for that pass. Yeah. Where this might make it a little bit like what the Shane pass. Um, sorry, the the one that happened at Eastern Creek was mm-hmm. probably a little bit worse than some of the ones I've seen on the weekend. Being he um, he nearly yeah. spanned all the way out. Yeah, but then Shane only lost like one position at Eastern Creek, and where it was Fabian to a car lost- that was coming. And Fab- Very fast. Yeah, too. and Fabian lost, you know, three or four positions. Yeah, this is true. This is true. So I'd say different, Fabian's ones. I think differing track and te- uh, like wet track and stuff like that, that might have been taken into account mm. in this last meeting. Uh, it was a bit more difficult racing conditions and stuff like that. I'd say Shane probably tried to bail out and couldn't. 
Moff probably did the same. I think I think that's actually how Moff hit him in the Eastern Creek was he he went for the pass and then went, Oop, you're closing the door, I'm gonna bail here and lock the lock brakes. Lock the rears and he and just, just slid. slid straight into him. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's probably one of the reasons that my view was it was a very harsh call. Yes, yeah. he was I, I don't think Moff should have got the drive through. He readdressed. But I like this new rule. I yeah. do like this. It's encouraging you to have a go. But yeah, like I said, Shane, I felt like at the end of the race yesterday, Shane was just readdressing everyone. <laughs> yep. And, and Shane actually did that. If you think back to the first race this year, was it the first race or the Sunday race? I can't remember which one it was. He did that. He readdressed. Yeah. He lost himself the race. Yep. But everyone said, wow, we're seeing a different Shane because he. Because he, back in the day, old Shane wouldn't do that. No, he would punt someone and then press on but mm-hmm. he went no and the team didn't tell him to uh, readdress that first one either he did it all himself another sad news um the australian racing community lost uh, another great young driver this weekend to his battle with cancer luke spalding uh great up-and-coming driver was taken too soon yeah it was really what he was doing it was amazing yeah he's uh was quite a good quite a good uh pedal man Mm. He's doing really well, so um, sad to con- see someone like that go. Yeah, condolences to his family and friends, and uh, yeah, best wishes and yeah, pick mm. yourselves up. It's very sad. In some other news, the 2017 calendar is still to be re- still to be announced, but it's looking like the the Asian rounds will not go ahead. Yeah, big news. I didn't know about this until you notified me today, actually. Um, it only, came, only got announced today. Mm, it was afternoon, sorry. You were on it before I was. Um, yeah, no, it's it's big news because I think they were really pushing for it for next year mm-hmm. after it not being going ahead this year. Yeah, well, KL wasn't going to happen this year, like 2017. This yep. was going to be the race in Bangkok and Jakarta. What's, what's your thoughts? Do we... Does the V8 supercar category need to go to Asia? Possibly for sponsorship might make it easier mm. to to be, get some more sponsors into the field. It's sort of one of those hard ones, to be honest. Really, really hard ones. It's one of those business things they're going to have to try it to see whether it works. It, this could backfire. Mm. For a lot of teams, this is more money they've got to spend, obviously. It won't be a cheap little escapade for the teams to go over there right and then if they don't pick up any more sponsorship from heading to asia and stuff like that and tv deals getting them more sponsorship and stuff like that there's going to be probably dramas later on because it's going to stretch some of the small teams budget which is already stretched pretty thin uh even further yeah it seems to be a huge undertaking like i don't know if the squeeze is worth the reward at the end of it. Yeah. With this. Yep. It's it will be interesting. I think I I'm not against them giving it a go. I just I feel like it's risky and it could be a problem. I would like to see us well the, the category become more international. But I think I'd like that with drivers. Yeah, well, speaking of international drivers. Yes. Out of Sandown on the weekend. Oh, Stanaway. Wow. That he he can Pitha drive. could look out because he could lose his seat. <laughs> he was yeah, he was he was flying. He was fantastic. He was the fastest co-driver out there, I think. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, um, that, just to jump into the news there, but 
No, a great job. I can't wait. I hope they bring in more drivers like him next year mm. um, because that was unbelievable. And I agree with everything they were saying on the TV too. Look out for him because he's, he's going to be a fixture in this, this field for years to come. If they can afford him, he's going to be there. Yeah. And I reckon next year you look for one of these teams that hasn't signed co-driver deals already that have money and he'll be there. One uh, thing I actually wanted to give a quick shout-out to one of my mates that just uh, finished up his championship um, in England. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom did a really great job in the last round too. He managed to uh, pull off a third, first, so he's PB position yep. for uh, the British Formula 3 round. Is it Tom Maxwell? Yes, yep, Tom Maxwell. Maxwell. Um yeah, he managed to get a, a PB of third, and then the next day he went out and got a second. Ooh, good on you. So, yeah, he uh, stepped it up. So, hopefully, um, and uh, he managed to pull off a suey as well <laughs> at ah, the same time. <laughs> so, that's yeah. good. So, good on you, Tom. It's a uh, really good effort after a bit of a tough start to the year, but at, uh, come on strong right at the end of the season and um, push forward for next year. Hopefully, he gets some, uh, a good deal for next year and gets into another car and... Uh, yeah, maybe uh, look at either. I'm not, not sure if he's going to stay in the Formula th- uh, British Formula Three series or whether he's going to go Europe or whatever. But yeah, really strong effort, mate. Oh, good luck to whatever you end up doing, Tom. There hasn't been too much news. No, it's been it's a bit of a dry week. There's a few. We've just had the race, and we record, as always, the Monday straight after the race. So there hasn't been too much come out. No, but- not a, not a whole heap. Um. There was a few things going on with Mercedes front suspension and some of the teams were calling for it to be banned. Mm. They have a hydraulic system that basically links the two front wheels. Most of the teams are running similar things, but there's this bit above, yeah, <laughs> bit above everyone else and um, they feel like that's what's giving Mercedes the advantage lately. Um, so I'm not sure where that's going now, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Talking about one Formula One card that's a bit advanced over all the other ones. The manor and its nose, the little light. Yeah. How cool was that? Yeah, that was pretty funny, actually. I did notice that. Walked through. Well, he went into the manor garage when he's doing his notebook. Manor's like the only one that will let them walk through with a TV camera. But anyway. Um, Like, we're not hiding anything here. (laughs) Oh, they still put the camera to the ground and walk through. Apparently, the little light's just run by like a watch battery or like calculator battery. Adds one gram of weight to the car, so you're like, why not? Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything other than light the logo. It looks cool, but oh yeah. <laughs> like, if it does one gram, you're like, imagine if you just did illuminated logos for Singapore. That would be cool. Yeah, stand out like dogs' balls. Yeah, it would. Quickly talking about things that stand out like dogs' balls. What's your thought on the big watch or the big clock? Uh, if you, okay. Uh, We're talking okay, about this. This is quite Singapore. funny. My wife actually seriously asked me, did they put a big clock there? <laughs> 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 and I was like, and I didn't have to correct her. She was onto it pretty quickly, but I'm like, no. <laughs> She's like, oh, it's blue screened on there. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was tacky, to be honest. I think it was kind of cool. I'm not 100% against it, but it, I think it was a little bit tacky. Yeah. <laughs> it's The overlay's not right. It doesn't Wasn't match quite right, the though. rest of the colors. But also, my biggest issue is, if you do it, commit to it. 
every time that flyer is in picture, <laughs> have the big clock. <laughs> Otherwise, it's, true. it's just Rolex, like... Rolex is paying a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but did you want to talk on Dunlop signed on? And yeah. they're coming with a new tyre next year. Yeah, I thought that's where you were going. Okay. Well, that's news, <laughs> so let's get on to that one. What's your thoughts? I don't know much about this, actually. No. Is it going to be a softer tyre? Because there's calls for it. I don't know. They... Or is it going to be a more durable soft tyre? They haven't, they haven't actually announced. They said they're coming with a new compound. Details yep. will come out. But they've mm. committed for another two years, I yeah, think, yeah. Um, um, to be the controlled yeah, tyre. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it is. They've committed again. Um, it's good to see. I hope it is a softer tyre. Yeah, uh, it will be interesting because we already struggle on some tracks with our soft as it is. We're only getting 15 laps out of them. You want a more here. durable? Yeah, like, I'm thinking if like they go a, slightly... A fast, hard tyre? Uh, Yeah, a faster, like a... A medium yeah, we yeah. want white stripes. Well, I'm I'm thinking still a a soft compound as in grip level, but a higher dur- a more durable tire that doesn't uh, cook and uh, burn up as fast. Yeah. So um, I still I don't want them to take any pace away from them, but yeah, just make it slightly more durable because it is a good tire. No, it, the it, racing's been better since they've been to soft. Oh it yeah, it just has been better. There's it no, has. Can't argue with it. I like it. Yeah, I agree. It's just made the racing a lot better. But now you don't Hands have to down. remember what tyre it is. They're all soft races. Yeah. The only problem I have now is when they do practice on Fridays and people bring out old hards and you're like, <laughs> oh, why is Wind Cup at the back of the field? <laughs> They've lost all their pace. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, they're not on the same tyre as anyone else. <laughs> um, just some, some things hard that running in. I, I was thinking about over the weekend, actually. Driver market for next year. I know this might be critical of me, and I, I know these two are probably bringing money to the teams. I'm talking F1 here. Yep. Uh, probably bringing substantial money to the teams. NASA and Gutierrez. Gutierrez had a good race. Yes, but he still finished eleventh. One race out of. How many? And is this is shocking at practice. Is this his fourth or fifth 11th? Uh, I'm, I'm he's, not sure. He's had a lot of 11ths. Has he Has he had any points? No. Magnussen got another point this round. Yeah, I, that's another one. Magnussen, I think, will stay next year. I'm, yeah, Palmer's I'm starting gone. To think, Palmer's gone. He's cr- he's, he hasn't proven himself. Yeah. Um, He needs to do something. Maybe go to a manor. I don't know. Well, well, they've got plenty of money too. They'll be bringing money to that team. What I am um, interesting thing that I took away from Ted's qualifying notebooks, I think it was. Mercedes give Manor a discount on their engines to take Verline, but they're like next year we can take that away because Verline's proved that he's a good driver and people want him. Yeah. So it's like we don't have to pay. We'll give a discount on our engines to get you they're in a doing car. The same with you're going to take him anyway. Yeah, they're doing the same with Ocon. This they could really sp- hurt Manor. Yeah, Manor is getting um, subsidized by Renault and also Mercedes to have Ocon there. That is the weirdest deal I've ever seen. How does that work? He is a Renault Renault development driver and a Mercedes test driver. 
It's weird. He's in bed with too many people. <laughs> There's rumours that Ocon might go to Renault. Yeah, I've heard a little bit about that. Yes. Ocon's doing really well. He's doing pretty well. Would you take Verline over Ocon? Well, it, Ocon already has a Renault contract. Mm. So I'd but say like, he'll just, be first to go. You're, if you were you're, just to you're choose. a team manager, oh, okay. right? Okay, if you were just to choose. If you, you had, had to the choose out of those two. Uh, it's a hard one. Ocon's been very quick out of the box. Yeah. Like Verlines. Verlines, since Verlines had a better driver beside him, he's changed. Mm. There's rumours that um, Herianto might come back for next year. Apparently, Indonesia all of a sudden, gave him some more money. Yeah, apparently, all of a sudden, all these Asian investors come out of the woodwork after he got dumped. Basically, maybe they were like, "They won't dump him." <laughs> yeah, no, no, sh- that shit's real, man. Yeah. They dumped him. It's done. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> um, shit, I thought you guys were joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's done. So I think that'll be interesting too. That's another one that could be an interesting little seat change there. Well, it's going to be a couple. I, of I reckon seats that open Ocon up. will go Renault. I think Harianto might come back unless there's someone else with a lot of money that wants to pay for a seat at the Manor. I think good on Manor. They've done well this year. And really, I, th- I think Sauber still will struggle to score any points this year, no matter how many upgrades they bring to that car. It's a pretty useless car. They're yeah. getting faster. They are. But they're I mean, not going to be. They're, they're not going to beat Toro Rosso and Williams, and, and they're not going to put huge money into this car with next year's such a big upgrade. Yeah, exactly. Another God, jump. I got all excited. I started talking through one of my workers this afternoon about next year's car, and I'm, I'm just getting excited about. It. I want to see them running already and see what they're like after Remy come out and basically said anyone that hasn't driven a Formula One car before and they move to Formula One next year trying to drive these new cars is going to be scared of them. <laughs> That's good. They're pushing yeah, like they're 940 horsepower or something, Mercedes. Yeah, and I think it's not just the horsepower, it's the, it's the how scary the grip is, how much corner speed they're going to have next year. It's going to be scary at places like Monaco and Singapore. The mechanical grip back uh, and downforce, those tracks are going to be proper scary fast. They're giving Formula 1 grip back. Yeah. Can we give some V8 supercars some grip on the rear? Yeah. Can we go for some no, wide they've never tires? had they've never had grip on the well, rear. Well, can we just one season give it to them? <laughs> <laughs> you think these guys drive well now? Give them some grip. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's a bit of a dance out there in a V8 supercar. Mm. Um, what I'm a mate say, he's, he was an engineer in V8s for uh, quite a few years, and he was talking about him, and he's like, you got to throw a V8 supercar around the track to get it, like lap time out of them. Yeah. You not you don't Vanessa V8 supercar. You got to throw them around to get the lap speed. You don't be gentle with them, that's for sure. Jump into the Sandown 500. Before we get the main game, let's recap one of the big incidents that happened. Um this one. So this is the start of the Dunlop race 2 or 3. Two. This is race 2. Um so Bryce is the person we're concentrating in the Midis Falcon. But it's oh, every time I see this crash, it's devastating it's for so, a lot of the cars out there. It is. So if you didn't see this, this is an incident with Matt Charter and 
who else? Who did uh, Jack LeBrock. Um, About uh, half the field. Yeah, there was there was quite a few cars. I think there was five cars in total. So two of the cars, Matt Charter and someone else, come together. Uh, so inside. that was Marjorie, Adam Marjorie, yep. and Charter were racing down sort of the inside of the field. Uh, Marjorie was well, like he was quite far onto the track. Um, Charter was running down the apron of. Um, yeah, he was very much the on straight. the inside. Yeah, which turns in there. Uh, there is no inside. Eventually, it just it turns to grass. Yeah, it just and then it turns off. to curb, and then it turns to cars in front of you. <laughs> Yes. Which he found out very quickly. Well, he smashed the curbs. He had, well, he had a m- pretty big incident back, further back, like a, probably 100 meters back from the corner. Him and Marjorie make pretty big wheel-to-wheel contact. I reckon Marjorie's car nearly come a meter off the ground. Yeah. And I think that's plucked the right rear out of the car. And then it was just, he was just a, on a roller coaster straight down to the uh, turn one there. We lifted up over the curb. Which sent him flying over Bryce Fullwood's car. Yeah, there's a substantial amount of um, damage. I was talking to Bryce on um, on Saturday Arvo, and he pretty much said straight away that he wouldn't be out there again tomorrow. And I said, well, how bad is it, mate? And he, I said, that in the in-car footage, it looked like uh, the roll cage was bent. And he said, yeah, there's quite a lot of damage mm. actually done to the, the, the cage and the car. So well, you, sh- you showed me some photos that Bryce put up on his Facebook page, and it's... The whole A pillar is like uh, busted. Yeah, it pushed it over a fair way. And it's um, Bryce actually had from, I think it's his own camera, I think he's got in the vehicle. And you can see the hole underneath of Charter's car. Yeah, it's like, crazy. It's amazing. Like, So through Bryce's windscreen, you can see the hole underneath of his car. It's, it's unbelievable. It was I, a big crash. It took a few cars out. It was, and it ended up with um, Charter being excluded from the round, which was pretty big. I think that's come after the round too. I, I don't think that yeah, was a big... I they don't got think announced called. this afternoon. Yeah, and I'd say ProDrive basically pushed for that to happen. Well, that took... LeBrock was the LeBrock. points leader who's yeah. ProDrive, so yeah, yeah, Tim Edwards probably... LeBrock was very critical of Charter too. I, was, I, was, I don't know. I, a lot of I'm these not a dumb huge Murphy are. fan, but... Murphy was very critical of LeBrock being critical because he um, he actually uh, tipped another young fellow off the track who was going to be on for his first ever Dunlop series, oh, not series win, but Dunlop race um, win, race win mm. uh, Todd Hazelwood. He was doing a great job. Todd was out front, tricky conditions, and LeBrock, I'm not sure how he didn't get a penalty, but he, he gave him a punt off and uh, and ruined basically ruined Todd's race. And no penalty. That's I was expecting a grid drop or something for the next race because it was on. I think it was the last lap or a couple of laps to go. It was not far off the end of the race, and it really surprised me that there was no penalty given to LeBrock for it. And then the next very next race, someone did a silly move. Yep, bit of a roller coaster. Pinballed him way down into turn one. Took LeBrock out, and LeBrock got out of the car and served him, I'd... and then said that he should give up racing on national television. Yeah. Without even watching any replays or anything like that, it was, I just think it was a bit childish. I have noticed a lot of these Dunlop boys, when they come to, they're more than happy to go open the door to the other guy's car and just have a nice little chat to each other. Yeah. Um, you don't I, even see that sometime in the main game. You do not. You do not. Um, it took me back a little bit. I thought LeBrock should have held his tongue and been a bit more humble, but he didn't. 
maybe that's just the type of bloke he is. My big thing is I, I feel for some of the smaller teams out there. So LeBrock, his car has substantial damage. Yeah. But they managed but to fix it. And his get it car is a pro drive car. It's actually, uh, I think, Frosty's car from last year. Yeah. So it's With the, the, it's the championship car, I think. I'm pretty sure that's the car he's running. But they're running current spec uh, FGXs. Well, the first thing I noticed... the fastest car in the field. The first thing I noticed in the photos that you showed me, especially the one from inside Bryce's car, and you can see the other car going over the front of it. I'm like, that's an old car. Yeah, it's a, it the was... The fuel tank's in the back. Yeah, Charter's <laughs> car is a is an old spec car. Same with Bryce's car. Mm. And that's that's one of the most impressive things about Bryce at the moment. He's qualifying up near Dumbrell, which is in an old spec car as well. He's starting to get that pace from the car and mm. putting it in front of some of the current was, spec cars. He was like mid-pack, like... He started that race 11, in eight or not? Yeah, he was yeah. he was quite up, and he had a good start. Yeah, he did, had a good qualifying. He qualified ninth, I think, or eighth. Um, I can't remember to be honest. Um, but yeah, he did really, really good job. He's he's last couple of meetings, he's been really picking that car up and mm. um, doing a great job with it. The problem with this is you've got kids like Jack out there, got quite a lot of backing behind him, so he's got a hell of a lot of backing behind him. He's with. The fastest, he's got the fastest car out there, mm-hmm. him and um, Gary Jacobson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've got the two fastest cars out there. They're the current model uh, FGXs, prepared by ProDrive, run by ProDrive, engineered by ProDrive, fixed by ProDrive. Like everything is great for them. They're, they're in the box seat, really. If, if you can't win in that car, you, there's something wrong. And they're winning. They're, That's why he's leading the championship. Yeah, they're, they're, both of them are the two championship leaders. Um, and that's fine. But the problem is it's these smaller teams. Uh, teams like Bryce's team, uh, he raced for Matt White and all these other smaller cars out there, they can't afford to just, hey, boys, you know, get the 16 crew members that we've got for a main game, fix my car overnight, please, and we don't care about the cost, just do it. Yeah. They can't afford that sort of stuff. So it's it's these smaller teams that really get hurt by this sort of stuff. Um, so I understand LeBrock did lose. I think he lost the championship lead because of it. Yeah, he did. There's plenty more races left in, you know, for him to go to mm. get that back. So, bit of a strange one. Um, feel for him all out there. Charter probably did the wrong. Well, he did the wrong thing. He, he ran down the apron, yeah. trying to steal up some, gather it, up some spots, and it this was just the never going to race s- of the year. Yeah, this is coming into one of their last. They should. Yeah. You know. He he basically ran up the apron and it was never going to end well because he was going to have to merge back onto the track where there was a full grid of cars mm. and it was it was yeah it, it was always going to end in tears it's um it's sad to see people like Bryce didn't even get to race on Sunday because no, their that car, car was unrepairable yeah basically that's i I would hazard to guess another you know 40 grand fix you know like that's big money yeah that's you know that's like a whole race meeting pretty much it's budget blown just on fixing the car for next race meeting, which yep. is Bathurst. On something that you didn't do anything. He was a passenger. He he was just doing perfect. He got a great start, got up to the first corner, and then, bam, <laughs> got railroaded by a mm. car that was actually flying. Yeah. It's kind of almost funny, to begin, <laughs> to be honest, but um, I, I reckon it would be hard for them to see the funny side of it. Shall we go After on my to... Rant. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's what, this is why we have a podcast. If you want to rant, rant. So, uh... The 500, mate. Yeah. It was good to finally get into the Enduro season. It was. We've now 
done our first leg of it, which felt like coming into it's like, oh God, it's an, another endurance race. Like you think 500 Ks, you're like, this is going to take like five hours and then it's over and done straight away. You're like, wow. Yeah. It's that race went really quickly. It did. It Even did. with the pause. Yeah. I know we didn't get that full laps. Yeah. We, 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 what were we? 12 or 13 laps short. A bit short, it? yeah. Not, Can't not remember heaps. how much, but yeah, we were, we were a few laps short. A lot of things happened during the race. Some pretty big uh, championship implications for uh, Wing Cup and also Winter Bottom. Well, Frosty's um, championship's done. Yeah. I, I, I thought he's it come was out done before that. Yeah, he's come out and said basically, yeah, well, we probably have to look for next year now. Yep. Rip that number one off the door. Um, because it's all over. Pretty much. It's a little um, sad. I mean, Dean Canto didn't drive particularly well this weekend. No, I, I agree. It, it, he had a few mishaps. The one in the co-driver race was a pretty big one. Yeah. It was he a took bit... out Steve-O and Alberto. Yeah, it was like just uncharacteristic of him. Yeah, it... I don't know. He, more pressure this year now he's with Winterbottom versus Reynolds. I reckon Reynolds would have it all flowing, all happy, go lucky. Doesn't matter if we win. Who cares? Let's just go out there and go fast, have a ball, get some spots, you know. We're, I think winning bottom is a bit more serious. Yeah, Frosty's like, come on, man. We've got to win. Got to win. I need to win. I'm too far behind. Yeah, it was very damaging. And then on the flip side of the coin, I thought Wing Cup and Dumbrell had done a great job. Until we got to the race, and it sort of all headed south from yeah, the well, start. From the start of the race, Dumbrell, uncharacteristic, like which is my new word. This podcast, I've said that yep. a couple of times it's, now. It's like my favorite, one of my favorite drivers. Yeah, yeah, many favorite drivers. <laughs> yeah, um, he just didn't get it off the line at all. Just sat there spinning wheels. Yeah, he really struggled. He got swamped, um, and then he got pushed back to like six or something, and he just like he did fight his way back up. Oh, he was fast. He just struggled off the line, and then they had just mishap after mishap, and the the belt saga that was a big one. That was that the belt. Like as soon as I saw him going, like come into the pits, and he's popped it off the shoulder. He's already undone. He's like undone it, popped it off the shoulder, disconnected the cool suit, put that through the belt. Like so, when he comes out, it's not going to get caught. He did everything. Like what I thought when I first saw it, going, oh, this is very organized. Yeah, very but I smooth. Did, I did notice, I'm like, he's still driving the car. He doesn't have a seatbelt on. Well, the belt was still done up. He just loosened it all the way off. And that's not against the rules. That's fine. Mm. They went to the rule book but and it, checked it, all I that. I thought, didn't he have his shoulder out so he wasn't secured mm. in? What he did was he put his hand through the belt before he come to a stop. So what he did is he ended up with the belt realistically pretty much not on his left arm at all. Yeah. He had his, it, it was over top of his arm, but his arm wasn't through the belt anymore. And they classed that as unfastened. Oh, so if he didn't have he, his arm in the belt. He, yeah, he can have his his belts loosened off so that when Jamie jumped, so he just hits the button, the belts go up and um, and Jamie can jump in and they, they pull the belts back down. And all Jamie has to do is tighten them. All right. That's all fine. But he could not put his arm through the belt. Okay, see, so I, I just thought button, it was, yeah. I thought it was the fact that he had his, the belt pretty much half undone with his arm out of it. Yeah, no, it was it was it come down to the fact that he'd he'd put his arm through. And then it kind of slipped under the radar a little bit to begin with. I thought it looked very strange. Yeah, 
no one said anything. And then when they come up that he's been reported for a pit lane infringement, I was like, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, with Slade's car, I just don't know what he was thinking, to be honest. Probably thought the camera wasn't on him and he would have got away with it. Now, I think that's one thing that's a bit of a drama with the TV cameras. It kind of penalizes some of the teams, especially Red Bull, PRA. Um, oh, yeah, because you know, like, Lucas Dumbrell can get away with anything in cap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, they could have been, like, dancing in there with no belts on. No one would have cared because no one's seen it. Yeah. But it's a bit like the whole focused coming in doing the pits and then you got the cameras that, you know, watch the rear wheels. Yep. Not every team has a camera. Well, not every I agree. I 100% agree. I think the same thing every time it gets caught. I go, you unlucky bastards. <laughs> if they hadn't have caught that on camera, yep. V8s aren't going through all the data to see who's got a wheel spin and when it's up in the air. No one cares. It's just no one cares. If it's, it's get caught on, thing. yeah, no one cares unless they get caught. <laughs> the slave one I thought was a bit reckless. Like the I can understand have... Dumbrell's one. He was coming to a stop. The belts are loose. They're not doing anything anyway. But the slave one, I thought, mm, you're driving off without the belt. Like you're not even looking. You're not even done up. And he wasn't even really looking where he was going because he's still focused on his belts. Now I think that's more of a risk. Mm. In pit lane where there's other people around, he's trying. He's focusing on what he's doing in his lap and not what's out the front of his car. Yeah. There's pit crew in pit lane. That's dangerous. It, he, he might as well had his mobile phone out and start texting. Like, mm. it it was a bit, a bit silly. Um, I'm sure they won't do it again. They got caught, and I think he'll learn from that. Yeah. It was it was odd. Normally, there's enough time to get the the driver change. So I would have liked to have seen the start of that, uh, change, because it was You'd very wait, slow. Normally, you're waiting on fuel, but I think. Everyone's having issues with the belts this year. They're not. They don't have the elastic at the top. Yeah, they're not allowed the elastic anymore. That holds them away from the, the driver. Mm. Um, who was it? Russell Engel, when he got out of the car, he just dropped the belts. Oh, I didn't. See Some him. one of the, I can't remember. They were talking about one, and then when the next driver jumped in, he sat on all the belts. Oh, I did see that. I can't remember who. I remember them talking about the fact that yeah, he just sat on the belts. Yeah, was it Russell. I can't remember. It might have been Russell Engel. I, I'm, I'm not sure. But yeah, that they said that was really detrimental to the the time it took to change the driver. Mm. So I think there'll be a few drivers and co-drivers maybe being forced to do a bit more practice. Sandown, they only do one driver change. Yeah, essentially, it's one driver change. It's it's it's, it's a decent race. One driver has to do a third of the the time, and the other driver can do up to two thirds. But the you come to Bathurst, yeah, of the scheduled race distance. Yeah, well that. That was a bit silly. There was a bit of a something to come out of the weekend, actually. And mm. I'll let you recap it, but yeah, it's um, that was yeah. I couldn't believe it when they got caught for it. That was dumb. We might as well jump into that now. Erebus, Reynolds, and Craig Baird got excluded from the race yep. because Bairdo didn't do the minimum number of laps. And the thing that just gets me on that it was they were told live on, on the television. telecast going, he hasn't done enough laps. And they're like, oh, no, no. Yeah, they're boffins over there. They know what they're doing. They said it's just race distance. Yeah, it was a percentage of race distance. And we're not going to be able to do the race distance. So we only have to do a minimum of th- so-and-so. Makes a laps. number of laps. Yeah. But Scafie and Crompto said, well, Neil, go down there tell them they have to do it. I mean, I know it's not the commentary's position to tell a team what they need to do. But surely... Someone from V8 Supercars have gone, 
you haven't done enough laps. They were running down next to nowhere. Wouldn't it be better to just pit, get out of the car, Davey, get back in, Birdo, finish it? James Golding's crash, mate. You think bit of a rookie mistake, not listening to the team and um, that, or do you think it could have happened to anyone? Or what's your what's your views on that, Michael? Initial watch through, yeah. I thought he was unlucky. At at the start, I actually thought he got hit by Tanda, uh, not Tanda, Courtney, but I I wasn't paying a hundred percent attention, and then I was like, hang on, he was nowhere near him. Yeah, once all the replay replays had gone through, and that. They started to, you know, disclose what's happened. And when the team said, you know, we told him, check your tyres, I think maybe that was a little bit of rookie mistake. Yeah, that he was... My my personal view is I feel that he did a great job and he'd just come from a strong finish in his development series and it was a bit of a shame for him to, to go out so early in that race. It's... Shame for Moffat too, actually, to be honest. It I was, was really, really looking forward to Moff starting that high up. God, it, it really put a dampener on the start of the race for me, to be honest, with mm. um, Moff not continuing. Uh, but I think he should have listened more. I think he felt the t- car still felt all right. There was some pressure in the tyre. They said it was PSI. 9 PSI, yeah. But, yeah, a bit of a rookie mistake. It's such a high-risk high area. Uh, Did you see while we're waiting for the... um? the race to restart and they went and got some file footage of other cars that had crashed there. Yeah. That wow one. Uh, right before there was a tire wall there, it was just concrete barrier and a fence. Yeah, that really wrecked that car. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, good thing that one didn't happen. Even the um Courtney one in the then, old spec car. Jeez. Was it Courtney? Was Will Davison. Oh Will Davison, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That was a big crash. That and was amazing. Lee Holdsworth's come off there. Yeah, but that Erebus tend seemed to hold together fairly well. Yeah. Um. Well, he walked away from that crash fine. Mm. That was well, they unbelievable. The East cell in there. Yeah, they had the East cell already. Yep. No, it was a big crash. I hope, you know, I hope James Golding can bounce back from this. It was definitely like the biggest one of his career so far. But yeah, feel very sorry for Moth. Yeah. Hopefully those two can uh, fix that up for um, Bathurst and have a s- strong showing. Um, poor Davo when he got freight trained. Oh, that was just unlucky. I Honestly, to be honest, he needed... He was holding everyone up. <laughs> oh, no, he just, he, I, it's, I'm not against him holding everyone up. He, he's doing what he can to get a good race result, and they ended up with a good result anyway. But he needed to slot back in. Uh, I think it was... Uh, Scotty was one of the first ones to pass him Yeah, I, I think- can't remember after the first or second car passed him he needed to ease off the gas slot back into the line there was a gap but he didn't Yeah, he, he wanted to out. press on and try and go side Get by side back. and it just penalised him he just ended up two, three, four. I think he ended up five places behind yeah he lost started. a lot I messaged you saying, like talking about it and it's just it's something that happens in this sport, and I'm surprised a lot more drivers don't try and just quickly jump back behind. Yeah, I was su- I was really surprised for a driver like him that's been doing it for so many years, didn't just try and consolidate where he was and get back in the line. He just stayed offline forever, mm. which really would have hurt his lap time. And yeah, it, it, it hurt his position on the field. But obviously, in the end, they come back for a third position, really strong showing from them. 
from a, a smaller team. I understand they are in there with Caltex, but it was a, it was a great showing by them. They mm. needed to do this again. It, he's been struggling a little bit for pace. He's been a little bit hot and cold, and that's awesome for them to come no, out and do that great job. And jo- you can't take it away from Jonathan Webb. That bloke barely hops in a car all year and then jumps straight in and does a great job. Oh, yeah, Jono's really good. Like, I remember when he first started the team, I was like, who's this Jono Webb guy? And just, no, he's, he's really good. He's really flourished as a co-driver. And some drivers, like, this is what we haven't talked about. Ash Walsh at the start. Yeah, he did a phenomenal job coming up. What did he get, like, five spots before the bloody first corner? I was writing you a message saying, oh, my God, Ash Walsh lightning off the start. And then James Golden crashed. I'm like, delete that message and then start <laughs> a new one. But, yeah, he just took off. Solid effort. Uh, and now here's another Ross. one that's some drivers that they get dropped from the main game, come back as a like you know endurance driver, and flourish. They do really well just I th- being as. I think a, what that is is some of these drivers go from a team where they were a full time driver, mm-hmm. but may not have been a strong team, come to these big endurance events and they're become a co-driver but they're coming for a, a red or triple eight car or a fpr car or well, sorry pra car yep. or a hrt car and that really strengthens them yeah they're jumping into these front runners yeah cars already been engineered set up the main guy's getting the car set up he's driving it every day well not every day but every meeting he's driving it so him and the engineer are clicking really well as long as you have a similar driving style it's going to help you a lot because, yeah, Pramat, he did a great job. He did a great job. Even though everyone was rubbishing him in the in the um, commentary, I thought they were quite harsh on him. But he did He's, a great job. He just stayed out of trouble and gave the car to Shane when he needed to. And yeah, I think he did nothing wrong. Yeah, I agree. They, they weren't so much rubbishing his performance this time. They are just rubbishing the fact that he was chosen. They think they were saying that he was a bit of a heated driver, and he. Oh uh, yeah, they kept he talking used to, about. Yeah, he used to make stupid, stupid decisions in the middle of a race and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but good on him. He proved them wrong, and he did a great job. Um, there's a few costly mistakes from a few of the co-drivers. Stevo Richards uh, had a pretty costly one up on the curb. A lot of people did. Mm, the Ingle, a few of the co-drivers. Um. Were. Bradley Jones's sons, both of them. Yep. Had issues. He had, like, his whole family racing. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like there was Macaulay every Jones everywhere. Yeah, Macaulay and Andrew both were out there. Nah, good on them. I was, I was hoping, like, BOC could have a nice, good running. Well, n- not just BOC, but BJR. I wouldn't mind seeing, like, you know, an, a young Jones get up there. Yeah, yeah. It would be, actually, that's an interesting seat to watch for next year. I, I, Still wondering whether Bright's going to be there or not. Nah. You don't reckon? You reckon it's done, finally? Yeah, I reckon it's done. It'd be interesting. He has so much pull in that He owns half his license. So it'd be interesting. I just, I think that, yeah, Bright's time has come. Maybe he can, if he wants, and Bradley wants, maybe they can, you know, he can work his way into a different role in the team. I think he he should be a... um, Help develop new drivers. I think he should Brand ambassador. Yep. Um, I think he should also maybe still have an endurance seat for next year. He'd oh, be a value, valuable endurance driver. He'd be definitely. someone that you'd like, you know, maybe give 
Andrew Jones or someone, you know, say give Andrew Jones the drive and then give Bright back for the endurance. Yeah, yeah. Like, Bright's someone that's not going to go anywhere. Like, when Tanda retires and Wind Cup, not Wind Cup, Lowndes retires, you know, all these guys are going to be in high demand for endurance. It will be interesting. Do you reckon, this is off topic here. That's right. Since we're talking about it anyway. Um, you reckon when Lowndes retires, whether he'll come back and do a few endurances afterwards? Or do you reckon once he retires, he'll be straight into a media sort of role and and uh, back off from the racing? I think he'll probably be in a media role, but it's not going to stop him from racing. Cause it'll but be then, interesting, Leon, I don't know if he's going to go in a media role. I think he will. You think he will? Yeah. Straight Can away. you imagine... Maybe he might not want to, but when someone offers you millions of dollars to come in and do a media role, I think he'll take it. I think he could pretty much ask for as much money as the Ingle and Scaferon put together and they'd probably give it to him because he has that much pull. Yeah. He's knowledgeable. He has that much pull. Everyone in pit lane, well, not everyone, but majority of people in pit lane like him. Yeah. So he's approachable for... He can talk to any team and they're not going to just shut him out because they don't like him. He's got the experience and the most wins. Mm, be interesting, wouldn't it? I just can't picture Lounsey commentating. Can't you? No. And do you know who I miss in the commentary team? And I don't know if this is because I don't have Foxtel and don't see their coverage. Larco, is he on? No, he's not. He's only on Channel 10 races. Oh. I know. They need to move him over to Foxtel. Because Get rid of what's his name? Greg Rust. Yeah, Rusty's struggling. Rusty struggles at everything. I thought he was not too bad when he was doing F1. He was a lot more serious. Now they've yeah, pushed him into the Yeah, because he was on the TV and he sat at a desk and they cut to the parts between ads. Yeah. But now but, with V8s, he, he's, they've pushed him into... I don't know if it's him. I think they've almost pushed him into this weird role yeah, where he's, he's like a like a liaison f- with the teams and stuff. He's like, like a, a li- floating pit reporter. Yeah, but he's also meant to be some sort of puppet comedian. He's not Have funny. Have you noticed that? He's not funny. Everything they do with him, it's like got some sort of trying to be funny undertone to it, and it's I hopeless. I think it's just like Scaife and Crompto and Murph, to an extent, just like picking on Rusty. They do. They do. They love doing that. But I really like Larko. Larko, just the way it explains stuff, and just like his whiteboard. Larko needs to be there. He needs to be there. Um, it's a bit disappointing he hasn't been for the last two years, but he needs to be there. It's it's silly what's going on at the moment with him. The division between Channel 10 and Foxtel, it's it's got to stop. At the moment, it's slowed down a bit because I think supercars took over a lot of the media side of it and maybe they're paying... I think almost... I don't know how this works, but I almost think that Supercars is making a production now yeah, yeah. and like, selling it to Foxtel like Formula One does, yeah. except for I think Supercars is actually paying Scaife and Ingle and Rian yeah, and Jess and all that. They those. don't have Foxtel or anything on their clothes. They just no, got. Where last year they all had Foxtel. Foxtel was branded on everything. Mm-hmm. Where now it's all Supercars. Yeah. Or Virgin Australia Supercars, whatever they yeah, have on their shirts. It's a Supercar logo. But yeah, yeah I just. I don't know. I like Larko. Larko needs to be there. Yeah. He's got to be there. He's And I agree with you 100%. He's one of my favorite parts of watching V8 Supercars was always Larko talking us through what's going to happen in this round. Yeah, well, when Greg Rust talks to like drivers or people, I don't trust him. 
I trust Larko. <laughs> well, it's not that I don't trust um, and Rusty. And also, just sometimes it seems a little more awkward. like uh, with Larko. I think people are too scared to bullshit him. Yeah. Where like, Russ, they're just like, I could tell this guy anything, and he'll just <laughs> smile and nod, smile and nod, smile and nod. Yep. Yeah, uh, where with Larko, there, I think he brings that integrity to the the sport. The knowledge he has is unbelievable. And the way he's able to relay that knowledge is no one else can. No. Like, so. it's just the, yeah, the things that you always remember. Just Who's the whiteboard. doing the whiteboard now? Crompto. It is, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. But it's not a whiteboard. Comp- oh, they did one the other day. It's a, like, Microsoft Surface Pro thing. It's all computer touch. Oh, I think they did one at Sandown. No, no they, no, they got the right. Hino Hub. Yeah, they yeah, do. It's the Hino Hub. It's just all digital. Yep. They got a digital whiteboard. I do like Crompto. I oh, Crompto. Crompto and Scaife are fine. Crompto and Scaife should stay. Ingle's good. I like Ingle there for a bit of a laugh. Yeah. But we need to get Larko back in there. Yeah. Get rid of Greg Rust. We need to do... Um, the sport really needs to do some more branding. Mm. Honestly, I think it's one... I'm probably a bit biased being a bit of a motorsport... I, my Fanatic. life revolves around it sort of thing um, but I honestly think it's one of the most enjoyable things you can watch on television I'm sure there's plenty of people that love football or basketball or soccer or golf or cricket that would disagree with me I wouldn't put golf and cricket as watching in the same category <laughs> what as motorsport or no, as each other not, as each other that's because you like cricket and you don't like watching golf <laughs> But my view is we need to be marketing this to more people. We need to get it. Sponsorship dollars will flow once we get it. I, I know that's why they're doing the whole Asia thing. They're trying to pump it into some new audiences and stuff like that. But we maybe need to look at how we can market it more to the audiences we already have. I'm no guru on this. I have no answers for them, but I think they need to be looking for some answers. F1, this new takeover, I think that's where they're going. The V8 supercar race was a very long race. It was. I think we've t- talked enough about V8s. Big things I took away from it. Yep. Bad weekend for Frosty. For Winton Cup and Frosty. Yeah. Big championship point swing. Yeah, the big thing is that Shane's now leading the championship. Yep. Great weekend for HRT. Unbelievable weekend. They, they've really got to take a lot out of this. And this is going to be their backbone now for Bathurst. They have now got a competitive car. Mm-hmm. They've got a good driver lineup. They've got a good driver lineup, and they're going to be strong. I'd be watching for them at Bathurst as well. So that will be. Tanner could win the um, Perchek Endurance Cup. And that'll be two years in a row. You know that? Yeah, they. HRT is his team that you always forget about. I mean, I can't forget about them, but. Well, the last year's there, Enduro Cup, I think we had three different winners. Three different winners, but Tander and Luff were just. Consistent. So, yeah, and they won Gold Coast, I think. No. What James they win? Courtney. James Courtney and Jack Perkins won. Okay. What did they win last year? I can't remember. Nothing. But yeah, they um they just had a, a sort of a great uh Enduro Cup season sort of thing and they come away with the, the most points obviously to win. So um that was the big things I took away from the weekend. Real shame for the Dunlop series to see so many cars out. It's good to see Chelsea uh Alangelo, I can't remember how to say it. Yeah, she did really well. Yeah, a bit of a shame. She was out. I think she got out of 
crashed out or not crashed out but had mechanical failures and spun off the track and got stuck in the mud in one race and stuff like that bit of a frustrating weekend for her to get back into the development series mm. after missing a couple of rounds but good to see her back and I think that's signed for the rest of the year now oh that's good Yeah, uh, she's with Matt White I think as well and that should help her a lot as well and she seemed to get a bit more pace out of the car as well so that's all positives for her and it's good to see her back out there the Nissan bit. didn't really have a good run. No, and we haven't touched on away. this, but it was good to see Nissan do sign another two years as well. Yes, yep. Um, and big commitment from Nissan on the weekend. Yeah. Did you see they had, what was it, up to a 1,000 people that yeah, they brought along to the races? Yeah, was everywhere. Yeah, was that, was, that was awesome to see. Um, obviously, everyone sort of knew the Nissan deal was going ahead, but it's good to have it in writing. It's all done. Really? Apart That's from about it. That's it, about all I've got from it. Tough weekend on Moffat. Great, yeah. great weekend from. Um, Let's just hope everyone managed to bounce back and attack the mountain. Yeah, that's what we're yep. looking forward to. Yeah, next round, look out! My favorite round of the year, and I think it's pretty much everyone in Australia's favorite motorsport weekend of the year. Yeah. All right. Let's jump to the Moving. other category. Moving on. F one. Yep. Do you want to start at the start? No. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> start at the start. Go. Well, what a shunt. Off the line there. Verstappen went nowhere and it oh. just concertina that pack right up, didn't it? It did. And I I wasn't expecting a bad start from him. I was expecting a bad start from one of the Mercedes. Yeah. Um, Rosberg was actually quite quick into the first corner. Now, I know that side of the track, Mercedes were sort of got the lucky straw there. That side of the track is gripped up. It's yeah. the rub it up line where... Uh, you know, P two, P four, P six, P eight, so one. on and so on, uh, is on the it's dirty not on the racing line and non rubbered upside. Yeah, Rosberg did great to get in the first corner ahead of Ricardo. Yeah, Ricardo got a good decent start. Like the track was pretty green anyway. Mm. It had it a had big, big storm, big storm the night before. Yeah, yep. But yeah, God, that shunt with um Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg. Wow. How did Verstappen miss that? I don't know. I have no idea. But that He's was He's got reactions crazy. like a goddamn cat. <laughs> it was just... It, was it just went straight bang. across in front of him. <laughs> and that was just... A, it was over. I was like, yeah. Oh, shit. Wow. Uh, but yeah, so that that was a pretty crazy start. Shame to see the Hulk out. I was, he started... He was so high. Well, he he seems so to be like Scotty Pye. <laughs> bad luck. <laughs> bad Unlucky. luck. Bad luck. I don't think that was his fault. And I don't think you could really blame Carlos Sainz. That was just one of those races, it's a racing one incident. of those starts. Unfortunate. They like, had, there's concrete on both sides. No one can could really go to the left of him, so everyone had to go to the middle. Yeah, when they said they're squashed. investigating that throughout the race, I was like, what? It's just it's something that happens at a start. Yeah, yep. so that was a real shame. Bodass got the flat tyre as well. That's mm. kind of put them on the back foot for the rest of the race and kind of ruined it. And then he had the um that seatbelt. Yeah, that scares me. That shouldn't have happened. No. And I don't actually... I had never seen a, a driver interview with him afterwards to find out whether that's why they ended up retiring the car or not. I think they had an overheating they problem s- afterwards. They said it was overheating through during the race. And then afterwards, they're like, oh, it was, it was a different issue. But apparently... When he was stopped Stop for so, so long, long in the pits, they had Mercedes engine crew coming into the back of the pits, like telling them, you can't be sitting there this long. 
Yeah. Um, this is all apparently according to Ted on his notebook. But yeah, it, that's why. Like the team said during the race, yeah, yeah, we sat for too long and the engine heated up and we got told we had to stop it. He wasn't running in the points. He was running nowhere. Retire him, save the engine. Um, uh, but then they came out at the end and said it was something different. Yeah, it's but Anytime it's your seatbelt doesn't work, it's scary. That is very scary. I honestly think the FIA will probably be investigating to see why the seatbelt had come loose or whatnot. That'll be very interesting to see what comes out of that. When you went through the first set of pit stops, God, Hamilton wasn't happy. No, very critical. He just didn't seem very happy. It's it's actually something I wanted to talk to you about. Are you sick of drivers feeding the media bullshit? Because I'm sick of it when... This is another rant. Sorry, everybody. Um, So when the pre-race interviews and everything with Hamilton and... And the after-qualifying interviews with Hamilton and um, even the pre-qualifying interviews with Hamilton, they're probably the ones I'd focus on more because everyone's asking him, so are you on the back foot now because you've had such a bad practice, uh, three practices? Mm. So are you on the back foot going into qualifying? Is this going to hinder you in qualifying? And is it going to hinder you in the race? No, 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 it's all fine. I know the track. I've got Nico's data to look at. It doesn't really matter whether I practice or not. Yeah. Be honest with everyone. Yeah, it but he's not going to come out Singapore. and be like, oh, mate, I've, I've stuffed up. I haven't run any practice. I'm screwed. Like, I agree with you. He should come out and be negative, but he, he should be at least somewhat honest, I think. Singapore is probably the most... Okay, Singapore and Monaco are probably one of the two tracks that you have to get out there and build up. Yeah. They don't turn up at Singapore and go out there and push 110% because that's going to end in a wall every corner of the track. Yeah. So they build up. They build up and build up and build up and get confidence in the car and they learn what the car's doing over every bump because the track changes every year. All these sorts of things. I thought it was very strange that he was trying to blow off like, eh, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's fine. Yeah, I don't. I just don't expect you're going to get 100% honest. No, um, I don't, um, I, and I agree. I don't expect them to be 100% honest, but the way he was blowing it out was like it was nothing. <laughs> well, what's your thoughts on the um, the Thursday driver conference with Ricardo? Jesus, he was serious, wasn't he? He was <laughs> taking it super serious. All the questions. All the questions, yeah. Yeah, I think I should be solid for a I top think, 10. Yeah, top 10. A top 10 finish is pretty yeah, safe. Yeah, I think I'll finish in the points. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, what do you say at the end? It's like, I don't know how much I'm paying for a top 10, but it's pretty safe money. <laughs> it's fourteen, so I put $10 on him. <laughs> How's that dollar forty feel? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I didn't lose money. I made forty. It would have sucked if he crashed, didn't it? I know. <laughs> ah, I lost 10 bucks. <laughs> no, Ricardo did very well for me. He got fastest lap. Yeah, he did a great job. He got job. on the podium. I had him top 10, top 6. Podium. It's just great to see him back that happy again. Oh, he he just looks stoked. He was. He was happy as the and I think something was really telling in the the pre uh, sorry pre post the post race when he was rolling around on his cool down lap and he was mm. talking to the team. He said, "Thanks for trying something." Oh yeah, I think he just didn't want to just sit around going, "I can't Wait, catch him." Was consolidate second here. Yeah. Was just coast. Let's just fight. Like they had nothing to lose. I think it's really good because I honestly think. He's probably one of those drivers that can't really do that consolidate 
coast, whatever. He needs to push. Mm. He needs to push. Uh, when he's not pushing, he's not having fun. He's driving slower. It's It was great to see. The Mercs, the return of the hot brakes. They That's from the start of the race. I suppose like lap one. Nico, conserve, conserve brakes. Conserve brakes. Look after your brakes. It's odd, isn't it? I, you think they'd bring a different brake package, ducting, whatever, to this to this meeting, but they don't. They just must be under-braked regardless because all the other teams were flowing around hot air still didn't have this same problem. Mm. Even when um, Hamilton was two, three, four seconds behind, he was still having to conserve brakes because they were too hot. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's just a bit weird with what Mercedes did with that. They seem to be the only cars that have this issue. Yeah, they seem to really struggle with their brakes. Another big one. What do you think of Kvyat and Verstappen? It's good to watch. That was pretty I like amazing. I, I, <laughs> s- I sent you a message. I'm like, these two are going to crash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you did. You did. Was, I, I, was, like, I was expecting that was, it. That was some of... And Verstappen started to complain. I'm like, come on. He yeah, hasn't done... Yeah anything compared to what you do to all you the other stole, drivers. You stole his drive. Well, <laughs> yeah, and but I wasn't even thinking about that. Uh, that would have been nice for Danny. He come it. out and he's like, I've got my confidence back. Yeah. Like it, that felt really good. I think he needed this. Yeah, he was great in Singapore. But I think it also, Verstappen is probably one of the hardest defenders out there. Like he will, he basically makes you decide whether you're going to crash or stay behind him. Yeah. And, and then he was just whinging because Kvyat was doing the same thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, good on him. A bit of his own medicine. And, um, yeah, it was good to watch. It was. I know was... Red Bull probably weren't overly happy with it. They've come out and backed uh, Danny Bot afterwards. Uh, they agreed with just what he did. Just because it's so the team, you still can't be like, wait, well, move out of the way. And even then, do you think Kvyat would have moved out of the way? Uh, well... Toro Rosso did kind of come out afterwards and they have, it's odd. I don't know if you heard the radio message, but it was odd. It was kind of like move out of the way. But Wasn't it when they say our races with Alonso? That is ex- the exact message I'm talking about. Yeah, it was kind of like. Our races with Alonso. He's the car ahead of you. <laughs> it was kind of like Consanto, <laughs> but it sounded more like cover your fucking mouth. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was pretty much, I think, the team just letting him know that maybe we shouldn't lose all this time defending to a car that's going to pass us regardless. Mm. So that that was um, that was cool. Talking about losing a lot of time. Yes. Rosberg's pit stop at the start. It's like 4.3 seconds. Yeah, there was a slow, was it right rear or yeah, was that, something? Yeah. It's um, just interesting. Like, And then when they dropped him, he kind of sat there stationary for a little bit. Yeah. I, I thought that was very odd. I, you know, I started getting really think, excited, and then I looked down at my computer screen when I had the live timing up. Oh yeah, and, and I'm like, like that far. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's that doesn't really change anything. <laughs> so you haven't seen any of the notebook with Ted? No, I've missed the whole notebook. To he be was honest. saying the reason why at the end of the race, right when it all livened up and everyone came in for their third stop, and Rosberg stayed out. On the pit wall that the Mercedes have, they've got their own little program that tells you current position and then position if pit. And it was one and like P1 as current position and position if pit was P1. 
and it was P1, P1, and then it went to P2, and then the call said, stay out. Wow. Yeah, it was going to be close. It was, yeah, it was going to be close. It got to that point where it's like, nah, you're going to fall behind him. Track position's king on this track. Yeah. Stay out. Yep. They did a great job. They made that call very late, mm. and it was the right call. When they they would have lost the race. Yeah. Honestly, they would have lost well, the race. But when they told Ricardo, you're going to be on the back of him and like with four laps to go, I'm like, not at this rate. <laughs> yeah, well... That first lap he did. The first lap was like three point four seconds. Faster. Yeah, and the second lap was the same. It was like yeah. three points. But then it started seconds. dropping down to about the two point two, two point five. Yeah, it, that traffic really hurt him. Yeah, he got held up a lot. I don't know if he went offline to get around them and picked up some marbles because it took like a lap and a half after the traffic for him to get his pace back. Mm. Either that or Rosberg started to push again. I think well, Rosberg got his brakes. Like they're like, we'll give you more brakes. We'll yeah. give you more when you need it. Yep. I think just, yeah, Rosberg manages. Well, Rosberg did everything he needed to do. He did a really good race. Like, granted, yeah, was. he wasn't, you know, he didn't have to overtake anyone, but you get that when you qualify first. Yeah, it was, Um, he just drove unbelievable race. Toto was very pleased with it. Mm. He said it's the best race Nico Rosberg's ever driven since Toto's been at Mercedes. This is first time he's won Singapore. You know, he's the first non-world champion to win at Singapore? It's because he's going to win it this year. I actually thought to myself last night, I'm like, ooh, that's a bit of an omen. Because uh, Lewis Hamilton's won there. Yep. Vettel. Vettel's won four times there. Mm-hmm. And Alonso's won there. No one else has won. Really? Yeah. Singapore's been around for a while now. 2007? 2008. Oh, damn it. I was wrong. <laughs> Well, I was right, but I was wrong. It's a good track. It is. I like uh, Singapore. Yeah. It's the only track that I've gone and watched the F1, and it's amazing. We're, it honestly hurt sitting there watching it on TV. My wife and I are both sitting there going, we want to go back next year now. Can't go there. you got a child. <laughs> no, that's we can take a child. There was children there. <laughs> you have to pay for a full ticket. No, you don't. Only if he's over, I can't remember. Just looked it all up, but yeah, it's um, he still he got might one get year. babysitted anyway. Oh. Might have to bring Jess's mum in on that one. But yeah, no, it's um, we're definitely keen to go back to it. It's amazing weekend, amazing event. It's yeah, one of the best really weekends nice of my and life close for us too. It is. It's not too far away. I think four hours. I think yeah, three and a half, four hours by plane. Yeah, it's quicker. So than it's not not too bad from Darwin. Easy to go that than Melbourne. Yeah, well, I think the price wasn't any cheaper to mm. go to Singapore. Um, it's not the cheapest city in the world to get accommodation in. No, it's not. Or eat. or uh, Eating's not too bad. Depends where you go. Uh, <laughs> I just ate at food courts. Food great. courts is fine. Food courts I love are food cheaper courts than Australia. Singapore. Yeah, they're like $2 for a, a nice meal. Where I went in March. They shut down a whole street. You just sit on the middle of the street in the CBD and just eat. It was fantastic. It's the best food in the world, honestly. It alcohol is, is expensive. Alcohol is very expensive. Um, when I was at the Grand Prix, we brought, what was it, two beers and two vodkas and a very, very small cup of chips. And that cost very $1,400. <laughs> yeah, and that was, I think it was nearly $70. $68 or something? Better be a refilling beer. No, <laughs> unfortunately not. It was quite funny, actually. The start of the weekend, I think the beers were $18 each. 
for a schooner. And from, then from what I do know about Singapore, Singapore's a bit like you know Australia with smokes. We just charge heaps for them because if you want to smoke, you just pay it. Yeah, they do that with alcohol over there. Yeah, definitely. Um, the tax on it's huge, but it was quite funny. Uh, we met a really nice um, Canadian fellow that was actually sitting next to us. His name was Ordo. He he ended up going down to the bar in the middle of the race because I was just I'm. Once that race started, I'm, I'm not I'm, leaving. I went and brought two beers before the race, and I'm like, "This is me set. I'm done. <laughs> I don't care if I need to pee, whatever it is. I'm staying here. <laughs> I'm holding on. I'm watching this whole race. Anyway, it was because Singapore. It's a nice quick race too. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's not like nearly two hours long or anything. Um, but anyway, he's a really nice fellow, and he went down to the bar and he. He brought me a drink like halfway through the race. He went down the bar and got me a drink. He's like, hey, they dropped the drink prices. It's only $12 a beer now. I'm like, wow, oh, that's a bargain. I $12. And then he's Is like- Is it Mid Street? Uh, that was Heineken, sorry. Ooh, so hard, Yeah, that was a, um, a full strength beer. And then it was nearly the end of the race. I think he went down when there was about maybe 20 minutes to go. And he went and brought me another beer. You know, he's a good bloke, this bloke. <laughs> um, anyway, he went down, he brought me another beer, and he come back up and he's like, they're $8 now. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, how does that work? $10 off. Um, that's, it's, yeah, it, it was a very quick discounting system in Singapore. Apparently, they didn't want to take any beer home. No, <laughs> no, no, just get rid of it, sell yeah. it. So, um, but that was it, was, it was a very enjoyable weekend. It's, it is warm. Even mm-hmm. being from Darwin, it, especially we got grandstand seats on the on the front straight. You're in the middle of a city. The middle it's like of the no city. No breeze. And well, you're in the grandstand harbor. seats. Yeah, the, where we were seated actually backs onto um, sort of the harbour. Really. Yeah. So if you go behind the grandstand, plenty of breeze. Nice, yeah. lovely. There's grass. You can sit there and look at the water, and it's all lovely. But as soon as you get on the track side of the grandstand. Because these grandstands are like, I don't know, 25 seats high, mm. if not more. They, they're pretty good wind blocker. <laughs> and yeah, I imagine that. when you sit about, you know, 100 seats down the grandstand, there's about 500 seats to your, your left. <laughs> um, not much wind gets to you and you're very close to everyone else. The, the seats are very close together. So that's, that's one bad part about it. But other than that, it was pretty good. Mm. Other than the sweaty pits. So recommend it? If you get the chance, go to okay. it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We've um talked for a long time. <laughs> so right. uh, we're probably oh. going to have to look at wrapping this up. Well, I've got more. <laughs> nah, we well, don't. Wait, there's to... more. <laughs> Perez is Jack. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I, I seen that. I seen that. That was pretty crazy, wasn't it? That was lucky not to hit someone. It was crazy it didn't tear his front wing apart or anything as it yeah, came well, off. Yeah, I... Yeah, you could puncture the wheel. That would be horrible. Yeah. You wouldn't know you got a puncture until you're out at the front of the pit. Yeah, exactly. Um, That was pretty big. Uh, The Hamilton undercut of Raikkonen. Uh, not much to talk about that. Yeah, uh, there's not too much to take away from it. Like, I think Ferrari just pitted too late or they were not committed enough on the call. Yep. It's disappointing for Raikkonen because he really should have been able to hold that position. Yeah, I was really... Looking forward to Raikkonen and having a solid ending there, and it's a bit of a shame. Uh, Arriva Benet has come out and say that said that he takes responsibility for that. He was the one that made the call for the pit, mm-hmm. and it was a bit of probably not the best one. 
Sebastian Vettel um, did a really good job. Wow, driver of the weekend. We were just discussing this before, but absolute stellar drive, wasn't it? Where did he come from? Dead last. Dead last. Didn't make up any positions on the start because of the crash. Yep. And then was last behind the safety car. Yeah. So where where you would normally expect Vettel to make up positions on the start, you can't do it. He had to pass everyone. Yeah, he just drove just, a great race. He passed everywhere he could, and then and he stayed a couple out of, of trouble. Good just pit stops and stuff like that to undercut a few people, but he just did a great job from last to fifth. That's a really good effort. More than you can ask for. Championship. Yes. Big is, another big move. V8 and and the F1 big weekend for championship. Nico comes out with the lead now. He's got it back. Now the big question is, can he hold it? Well, I'm I'm not sure. What's Malaysia been like for those two? I'm not, I can't remember. Uh, Ferrari won last year. Mm, very interesting. Did they? Yeah. Ferrari won Singapore last year. We should just state facts and act like they're facts. I know, and then right? see if should anyone's listening. M- Mana won last year. Yep. Yep. Write in if you've got a problem with that. <laughs> Mana won. Followed closely by Caterham F1. <laughs> <laughs> and then Braun GP yeah. coming third. <laughs> right? That's the result. And Vodafone McLaren coming in a nice fourth. <laughs> Monado was in fifth. <laughs> Jaguar were doing great as well. <laughs> and Sauber BMW came in last. That's but the Honda results. are back in the field. They're doing great. <laughs> Toyota was in there. <laughs> Jesus, we listed off some pretty iconic teams there. <laughs> I know. Only if they'd all got back in the spot. Yeah, it would be good. Looking forward to Malaysia. It would be good to see how they go. Um, I'm not sure who's going to go in there with more strength. Nico's obviously on a good footing good now. He's, he's got some confidence. three wins in a row. Uh, he's just smashed the points back in. I, I think there was, what, 20-something points before? Nine, 19 points, and now he leads by eight. Yeah, yep. So... Hamilton's done well in the last couple of races to claw some points back. He but has, but he needs... Like, if he's going to really fight now, he's going to have to start beating him. Yeah. And Nico looks solid. Probably the most solid I've seen him look for a long time. He didn't win that race just because Hamilton had problems. He he, I think Hamilton, even if Hamilton had a good race, I don't know I don't if he would have beat him. caught him, no. So, um, that's that's really good. Hamilton good got to trouble see. when he got stuck in dirty air. It's the return of the Mercs can't race. Yep. Mercs can lead, but they can't race. Mm-hmm. They have the best leading car, but they cannot. They've got a horrible race car and dirty air. Mm. All right. Other than that, that's pretty good recap over what happened over the weekend. Yeah. Um, Covered a bit of everything. Yeah, we did. We probably got a little bit sidetracked on a few things. <laughs> that's all right. Here and there. Um, so yeah, if you got an issue with um, Mana winning the last year's Malaysian Grand Prix, <laughs> just write in. Let us know. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, no, we are heading to Malaysia next. Yeah. In two, two weeks. weeks, and then in three weeks, Bathurst. Bathurst, the Holy Grail. It's gonna be good. It is gonna be good. I'm looking forward to it. I I love that pie. <laughs> we should probably to. explain this too. The, the, the listeners don't know. We have a tradition. Yeah. Every year we get together, we go to Michael's house. Yep. We in get the up morning. early. Like, like seven o'clock. Five, er, five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, we're up. Yeah. And we go to the shops. We buy a whole bunch of stuff Pre- pastry, meat. Pre- yeah. And then we organize cook everything for, the night before yep. at the bakery. And then we cook for a few hours in the morning. What's the start of the race? 
And then we have well, we, pie for the afternoon lunch. We generally do a nice warm breakfast. We do. Bacon and eggs Scrambled and a few eggs, other things. Bacon, tomato, hard boiled. It's, you, you honestly, you have to get in. The seats are very limited, but it's a great weekend. <laughs> it is good. And then, then there's a pie. And, oh, we yeah. don't have an F1 race coinciding with it this year. Oh, no. Remember... We're always trashed. I know. Trying that's to watch the F1. Problem. <laughs> the problem with a race of F1 race falling on the V8s, the Bathurst weekend. We're normally very tired. Yeah, we've been drinking since seven. <laughs> <laughs> Something that goes along with breakfast is Bloody Mary's. <laughs> yeah, so it's. Um, I'll be looking forward to it. Hopefully, uh, Noah can come around and watch a little bit and uh, get involved as well. So uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be, be good. good. Oh well. But anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Yeah, remember to hit us up at Facebook and send us your feedback and uh, anything that you want us to involve and whether you're liking our um, our news column. If not, tell what? us. Yeah, tell us. Give On us our email address is breakinglate at gmail dot com. Yep. Or uh, what was the Twitter, Michael? At breaking, uh, at breaking late, late underscore fm. FM, yep. And our Facebook page is breakinglate.com forward slash breakinglate. So, yeah, you can leave any feedback there. Do you want to tell us anything? And I think we're done. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Catch, catch you guys later. later. Bye.